Hey, peeps, I just wanted to stop in right before the show just to remind you that wherever you're listening, please make sure that you subscribe, rate, and review. And make sure also to check out video episodes on YouTube at Baby Mermaid Productions. And you can email the show at babymermaidproductions at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. This is gross. Welcome to the Gross Domesticated Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Pat George. uh, And this is the uh, Monday morning corner man edition. We're here to wrap up and cover all of the happenings from UFC 268. And to do that with me, please welcome a very fun and very funny Kirk Griffiths. Yo, yo. Kirk, uh, to start out the show, I appreciate, I want to thank you for being uh, here on the Gross Domesticated Podcast. Mm. Please tell everybody where they can find you, uh, where they can see you live, where they can see you on the internet. Uh, tell them where they can find you. I may get like a code on this one. This, uh, this is like my five, my fifth time being on a uh, Gross Domesticated Podcast. Yeah, Thanks, man. You have pissed clean officially for 50 uh, Gross Domesticated Podcasts, so I will give uh, you a Letterman jacket with a, with a little piss stain on it. All right, I'll take it. That works. It's coming cold out. The golden uh, shower. Yeah, you, you, you can find me on uh, the, the Instagram and all that stuff on Captain Keys 24 um, I perform pretty regularly throughout Lancaster, Philadelphia. Uh, I'll be at the lab in Ambler on November 18th. And if you're in Bethlehem, uh, I'll be in uh, the Turkey Jam. That may not be the name of it, but <laughs> show up. Uh, just pull up to uh, Arts Plus and Steel Stacks on uh, Thanksgiving Eve. I'll be hosting a, a band jam uh, with a few other comics there. And uh, yeah, and proper robotics. So. Yeah. Hell yeah. You may just find me on the street talking about UFC, too. That's another thing that I do. I, I will start small talk and make sure it gravitates towards conversations that I like to talk about. Right. Um, one right. of them being UFC and uh, mixed martial arts as a whole. So uh, so we've had we've had lots of conversations uh, at Mike's and at, at different shows about uh, martial arts online and through Instagram. We share memes all the time. And you hmm. even dressed up as uh, Gamebred himself, uh, Street Jesus, Jorge Masvidal for yeah. halloween did you knee anybody in the face i tried not to no i so i, I got a uh, the the jacket for it i got it for like two dollars at a at like a church shop in wilkes maybe two months ago <laughs> and uh it kind of looks like a knockoff for sachi jacket it does yeah and then from there i was like oh i i have the beard I could do the braids. Yeah. And then, uh, like, yeah, this slowly little, became more and more. You did the little like, neck tattoo and everything. Yeah. 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 My girlfriend, she was able to do it with eyeliner. Perfect. Um, so she did it like super fast too. So, and she dressed up as a ring ring lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was a, it was a couple's, a couple's costume. Uh, so it was, it was nice. It was first time in a while that I dressed up with elaborate costume. I was glad that Jorge could be the person I dressed up as. I would take uh, what's that guy? Mark Goddard. The British guy. Oh yeah, he did the on this card. He was on the Rose Namajunas and Wei Li fight. Yeah, they always talk yeah. about that that little guy with the tattoos being no nonsense, uh, Keith mm-hmm. Peterson. But I feel like right. I feel like really, I feel like Mark Goddard's more not no nonsense. Like when he like he's the he's the first guy I ever saw the first ref I ever saw slap someone's hand when they put their <laughs> fingers in the cage, and I I respect oh. the shit out of that because it's like you just struck a fighter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I know it was low key. It was just like a little, little bit. But like he just went like, yeah, don't, <laughs> don't do that. I just love that. Or wonder if he got fined for that. Let's. <laughs> yeah, he might. Yeah, they might have violence to the fighters. And do they also just? Uh, I I know that they don't really have to, but like I feel like they should probably test the referees for steroids too, right? 
I feel like they could probably do performance enhancement. Well, you know, that's true because they have to officiate. So they probably they do keep a cool best head. for other things too. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. The idea of like, oh yeah. Cause you know, in WWE and professional wrestling, they drug test the, uh, the wrestlers or not the wrestlers. Well, they do well, them. Yeah. I like how um, you're but, like, no, well actually not the wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the referees, they've been a few that have been suspended because of that, of um, uh, like failing the the wellness policy that really? they have so wow that's they, they may actually that may be a part of usada i haven't seen any of them awarded with a jacket so that's true and that's he, true you, yeah you notice some usman. of them yes yeah some of them don't always get you know yeah he just got his right didn't usman just get his yes kamar usman uh the was it the ceo of epo uh <laughs> <which is the laughs> i love this name yeah dude i i i I, this was this was my breaking point we'll get into the main event a little bit but i wanted to touch on it because i was watching some of the lead up to this one most fighters i made this is one of my notes most fighters are good for about two lines and then after that they just kind of repeat those lines and you saw it with kamaro usman and colby covington those guys yeah great lines i mean like look (laughs) CEO of EPO. He like alternates it too. It's like uh, Marty fake newsman. Then I'll turn around and be like Marty fake snoozeman. Yeah. Cause he's <laughs> I, I, I was a fan of puns um, and we're going to get into like the, the main event, but in terms of like the, the pre-fight press conference, which is what they do for a lot of these, this is a, you know, in the garden, mass square garden. They held it there and the audience just didn't disappoint. It's like when you go any tour, any sort of show, really um, comedy or wrestling, the audience makes a huge factor and this this audience was there uh majorly for colby covington i feel even outside of like it's funny with covington because we mainly just see clips of him on youtube without audience reaction mm-hmm. it's just like okay well villain mma fighter says this mma fighter does that and it's interesting when you get that person in front of an audience and see how they react to it yeah and yeah. a lot of them were like engaged and like sharing for him yeah, sort of like, thing yeah yeah <laughs> have you seen a sporting event there at all like no like you're from i once yourself. saw a toy story on ice yeah without well, like anybody uh, like anybody get like any seven. ground and pound in <laughs> oh yeah no ground and pound just a lot of colliding um it was a very distant memory but i've always like i've walked past it a bunch but and, and obviously no significance of it but never went inside for like an event a real concert or comedy show that'd be a nutty one too have you been there have you seen any shows there i went to uh um dominique and i have a uh we do we're like kind of hockey tourists we're trying to do uh the original six uh hockey teams in their uh, in their stadium or in their arena not against the team that we like so we like to see so we actually spent a weekend in new york city at the hotel right across the street from the garden. We've only seen ice-related events at yeah. uh, Madison Square Garden. Isn't so, that funny? Yeah, we got to diversify that a little bit. Was Halle Berry there? Was That that was Halle Berry, right? She was there for the, the weigh-ins as well. I guess she's she's been in a few UFC, last few UFC events. I think she was at the Volkanovski and Ortega but as well. But she put well. the belt on. I, I think it's like they do promotional things. It's like when they brought The Rock in. Uh, at okay, also yeah. Madison Square Garden for the. Oh, BN, yeah, I um, forgot BN about BN that. Event. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think um, Halle Berry's case is that she is producing and perhaps even starring in an MMA related movie. They, so I think that's why she's been so uh, kind of integrated in the last few ones. I didn't. I don't mind. It's always cool seeing Halle Berry. She looked great, dude. Halle Berry yeah. looks awesome. Respectfully, yeah, wow. you know what I mean. Like I, I'm not trying to say I, no, I'm, I'm legitimately. Halle Berry. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Halle Berry. 
I'm I'm look. I don't know if you see this, Halle Berry. If you're watching this uh, Zoom feed right now, but I am happily married, young lady. I thought you were about to do a magic trick. I don't know if you're seeing this <laughs> right now. <laughs> look, it just comes right off. <laughs> I'm excited to to see what's next and to talk about what's next for a lot of these fighters on this card because it is. This was a fucking awesome card. So yeah, uh, we'll indeed. get into. Let's get into the first the first fight. By the way. Yeah which was a special consideration for Trevor Whitman because he is a coach of three of the main events. <laughs> three, like there was two, there was two co-main events and one main event. And he was a coach of one of the fighters for all of those. So um, they said, all right, we'll put to start out the card for UFC 268. It was Justin Gaethje against Michael Chandler. You picked Michael Chandler. Um, I happened to pick Justin Gaethje. I I felt like this one was kind of a like it was fifty fifty. It was who who gets knocked down first. I really honestly that was that's the only thing I thought, and I I had to think who have I seen get knocked down more, <laughs> and it was Justin Gaethje or uh, uh, Michael Chandler. So Chandler. that's why that's strictly that was like legitimately what everything I put behind my pick. I yeah. I really didn't. I kind of like both of them. I like Michael Chandler a lot more now. I kind of was getting Garth Brooks vibes from him before. Right. He kind of seemed like phony, <laughs> you know, like real smiley, like, hey, everybody, how's it going? I, I just love yeah. everybody, and I'm great, and support yeah. the troops, and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, we, all right, man, we get it. feels to it. Um, yeah, no, well, that's, I think that's a fair criteria because they were so well matched, and there's not a lot of factors that you could take in of, you know, one being better than the other. I think they both have pretty good cardio. I think mm-hmm. they both have pretty good power. Um, I think Michael Chandler is displayed as wrestling a bit more. So there was that. Yeah. Um, I, I, so I picked Chandler and my line of thought was, and it's kind of, it felt very much like if it's not, if Chandler does win, it's going to be in the first round. Like as long as the yeah. fight goes, it's further engaging chance. Yeah. That's Those how I thought with it. Man. Of like, I thought that Chandler was going to be a little bit more like explosive. That's why I kind of just foresaw like we've already heard him before say he's like you know he's here for a good time, not for a long time. And with him being number four or five in the ranking, I kind of anticipated Gaethje to be a little more um, while explosive, also a little more calculated. Yeah, because there was a little bit more on the line for him. Um, so I kind of saw it that way. Um, and that turned out to, you know, the, first of all, the fight was amazing. That was amazing. Oh, yeah. I think it won. It got the fight of the night. I believe. That was, uh, yeah. Fight of the night was Gaethje and Chandler performances of the night was, uh, Barnett, my guy from before beast Barnett, right. uh, uh, green who fucked up ally Quinta fucked him up. That was crazy. I've never seen ally Quinta beaten like that. Uh, um the also uh Pereira, uh Pereira also with a flying knee finish and also uh spoiler alert uh for later on in the card uh Cheeto Vera. Yeah. Um uh, no that makes sense. Um and it it makes sense that this would be fire the night especially it was just a three rounder. Um the biggest shock was that it went to decision. Yeah, yeah that's what everybody uh, that's what uh, legitimately I think everybody in the room watching the fight over here at the house uh and then the and then the announcers, then I'm sure everybody else in the crowd, everybody was saying that. Just like right. I cannot believe that this made it three rounds. And I think yeah. it's because it was only three rounds. I think both of these guys have been training for five round fights 
a ton in their career. They even said it on the the broadcast. Like this is the first non five t- uh five round fight that Justin Gaethje's had in like or like he's had like only two non five round fights in the UFC since he started in the UFC. Yeah, so. no, that makes sense. See, and they both have the cardio for it, so it makes sense in that way. I I just assume and it, you know that's the case it's not like they held back at all no they were both very like just went for it and you know at a lot of points uh chandler had his hand down um and like kind of just like bringing gaethje in there were points where they alternated in terms of who was the aggressor i would say chandler for the most part was the aggressor particularly in round one um you saw in round two that's when gaethje started getting a bit more of an advantage that's yeah. when um you know you saw that Chandler got that slam in, yeah, which I'm sure got him points. Um, but then Gaethje was able to like immediately uh, it backfired. Like, <laughs> it seemed like Gaethje jumped into the slam, like he embraced yeah. it, and then from there he was able to like lead into reversing it. I think that's um, almost where like you kind of plank a little bit, you kind of stiffen up, and so that way like they can't <laughs> maneuver you as much, and then you can just you know get right. Like he just he scrambled right out of it and just got. God is bad. I thought honestly, I was like, "There's no way that this is gonna end in a submission," and and then I saw him like look at his corner and then get to a safe spot and then just stand up. It was kind of like because yeah. I it, it it it's so funny because uh it it reminded me of the Michael Johnson fight against uh it oh. was Justin Gaethje against Michael Gaethje. Johnson because I was like because he just kept knocking him down and would like tell him to get back up. I was like. Just tell him to get back up. You just knocked him down. Why do you have to? Or like, if he's down on the ground, you, you know, you're punching the shit out of him. Tell him to get back up. Like you, you, you've got him down before. He got him with like those uppercuts. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I don't. I don't know if that makes sense. I, I, that makes any sense. But like, he he was fucking up his leg. <laughs> he was uh just absolutely. He was fucking up Chandler's leg. Yeah, or the other yeah, way yeah, yeah. You know what's funny? So in the first round. Um, I made note of this. Chandler had more successful leg kicks in Gaethje, oh. it, which I was in the first round, at least. Like you started to see the welts on Gaethje within the first round. And maybe because you expect the leg kicks from Gaethje so much and less so from Chandler. But he was like getting, I, I don't, I didn't make count of it, but I want to say, I mean, they're both throwing it, but I think Chandler got the best of the leg kicks within the first round. I can't yeah. speak so much for the rest of it, but that was definitely surprising. Yeah, I think my biggest takeaway from that was the the I liked Michael Chandler a lot more. I didn't I didn't necessarily love I loved the fact that he was kind of like you know when he's doing the thing where he's like walking forward and he's like like giving right. him the come here come here, but then he's getting like then he gets punched in the face and like he walks <laughs> backwards. You know what I mean? Like so it's yeah. like it's one of those things of but I, at first I was kind of like oh like he's. I like I kind of wanted to mock him for that, but I was also like, no, he's literally trying anything he can to like. He was even doing things where he was like pointing at stuff. He was like pointing right. down. He was pointing, you know, uh-huh. uh, past Gaethje, like shit that I absolutely would have fallen for. You know, he was he was <laughs> trying. He was pulling. Like I, I know that that's not necessarily like championship material, I guess. And, like him going like, "Hey, is that a dog? Who brought a dog to the arena?" Bam! <laughs> and then just like trying to punch him in the face. But imagine if that were the case, if that worked, and then you hear like the audio for it. Dude, <laughs> like, I have. I... <laughs> is that a dog? Huh? <laughs> and then you hear, "Oh!" <laughs> 
I think it would be great because I've actually uh, I've actually tried that tactic before when trying mm. to get so, uh, an opponent to expose their neck in uh, in class before. I go like, who the fuck brought a dog to class? Like to see if like they look up and then oh. I can slip my arm underneath for a rear naked. Oh, well, it, it's it, very it's, sneaky, Pat. It, very it's, sneaky. I, it's all mental, dude. For me, <laughs> I have no technique, so it's got to be all mental. The fun thing with like, so when Chandler was doing that in the third round, part of me was like, um, almost like how you were feeling of like, all right, well, you're not really doing any sort of follow-ups with those. Usually like if you're, whenever you see like a fighter, like we think of the Costa and Adesanya fight where it's like, you're doing all this, like you're, you're, you're kind of all this mockery and chance, but you're not really following it up. I feel like that a bit with Chandler, but it was different in the sense that one, he was, he did have moments where he did follow up, but also you could tell he was looking for the counter strike. Right. Um, which was a, a big thing in one of the other fights as well. But like he in particular was like looking for the counter strike. You saw him do it effectively once when he do the fly knee. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. he, he followed a, a strike up with that. So I thought, you know, overall, he was, it seemed like, and I can't speak necessarily for him, but just from like the interviews that he did prior. His whole thing was putting on a notable show, right? Putting on a notable show, a highlight reel, um, and less so about like getting the belt. And it's kind of relief with that. It's kind of relief when you see fighters of like, hey, we want to put on the best show. And, you know, it's no real animosity towards the fighters. It's just like, oh, this is, we, we don't really care so much about the belt. Right. Um, and at this point in his career, I could totally see him, you know, getting back up in the rankings. Um, I could also see him just being like, let me be a good entertaining fighter that's guaranteed to get booked again because I put on these entertaining fights. And if I happen to get the belt, I happen to get the belt, which is probably a liberating feeling. It works. Yeah, dude, we we legitimately saw it work just with Dustin Poirier. He took the Conor mm-hmm. McGregor fight instead of waiting for a, a, a championship fight. And then the that ended up being so good for him beating Conor McGregor like that that when conor mcgregor wanted the rematch and said and also was stomping his feet and saying well if i win i get a title shot and dustin poria says okay w- if winner gets a title shot all right. and then he beat conor mcgregor again and then was like all right i get my title shot now like because <laughs> it's like legitimately like it, he's hot because he knows he's not hot you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> you know like one of those yeah. things of like or he's he's hot because he's hot and he doesn't say it you know what i mean like he yeah he, either way show don't tell yeah you you have that power after it, it comes i think it comes with experience not necessarily like training do you know what i'm saying like the it, it, like i feel like no matter what um one of my favorite terms that i that i've learned since being starting jujitsu is you win or you learn like there is no like losing necessarily okay and and conor mcgregor says that a lot but i i feel like dustin poirier lives that shit he he yeah legitimately doesn't care if he lo- if he loses to conor mcgregor again okay whatever i still cash a conor mcgregor check but because he wasn't cared about he didn't care necessarily about that knew that he had the skill set and didn't have to worry about uh anything else except for like oh i'll just kick him in the fucking leg <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. that's all i have to do is is kick him in the leg and and i have the skills to beat him otherwise i had him then he just caught me it was a puncher's chance you know Mm. Now, with this nice. fight, what do you think happens with both of them? Um, you know, they say Justin Gaethje 
he's in position where he may face the winner of um, um, Charles Oliveira and Dustin Poirier yeah. um, for the belt. What do you think happens with Chandler? Well, I think even, I think like, uh, I don't know. I mean, that depends on, like, I, I feel like that's what's going to happen. I think because I think he will hold out for that. Um, and I, I feel like really, I, I don't know. And I don't know how he matches up. I think if he goes up against really either one of those guys, he it's a, it's an opportunity because he lost so handedly against Khabib, but like so did everybody else. I don't think you can really compare that to anything. He was one of the first that like he's he won one of the judges. I don't think he won the first round mm. by scorecard, but like he definitely got points. Like it was a competitive. Yeah, they were the like, oh, 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 okay. <laughs> yeah, and all mainly because of those leg kicks. Yeah. Um, I he's fought Poirier before, so it'd be a rematch. Right. Um, their last one was pretty brutal and pretty competitive. Yeah, I don't. Uh, do you know who won that? That was Poirier. Poirier. Yeah, right? that was um by I think like TKO or something like that within the fourth round. Or no, maybe I don't know if it was a five round or not. I think it was, but it was like it was a it didn't go to decision. Um, I don't know. I think it. I think poor if I between all three of them, I think Poirier would still take it, and I think Charles Oliveira would take it between Gaethje. Personally, that's how I feel with it. Yeah, um, I think so. I think I think almost a more compelling match would be Gaethje versus um uh I may mispronounce it uh, Islam uh, Makachekov. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, who's he's number four right now, so it's not completely inconceivable that they would match those two, and then the winner of that then faces the person who you wins know, the belt. That's actually, you know, that's really that's a really good point because uh, Khabib has kind of been coaching uh, Islam that to say, and I believe in, and I believe it's Makachev, but Ma- I yeah, or, or I believe so too. Like that, that sounds like a better pronunciation. But he had, but he's kind of been. Uh, I, there's a really funny interview with uh, uh, DC and Islam, but uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Khabib is like sitting in between them. And he keeps saying, like, he sh- he's on a nine-fight win streak. Why shouldn't he have a title shot now? He's like, I think he's, I saw that. Yeah. he's smashing everybody in the division. I'm like, he's making a really great case. So, actually, I think that's actually perfect. And Chandler waits for the loser of Dustin Poirier and uh, Oliveira. I either, think that's a good one, too. Either gets a rematch with Oliveira or, uh, or possibly goes up against, um, who is the other person I was just thinking of? Benil. Oh, Daryush. Daryush, that would be a great thing. Oh, no, actually, no, he's going up against... He has the match. He has a matchup coming up. Uh, oh. No, he would go up against the winner of Leon Edwards and Usman. Is he... No, wait, no, that's a different away? division. You're right. <laughs> that's a different oh, division. Oh, no, that's what I wasn't too sure, because I, sometimes I... I feel like there's a few feathers are in both. That, no, they do. So, that, well, it is welterweight and, and featherweight. I think they switch from everyone's... They can try that. Oh, yeah, so... I think with him, that's a perfect example of someone that had a had a win off Tony Ferguson, and is ranked is like number four, but the in terms of crowd favorite, it's just no one is really into him. I think a lot of times, like they'll ask Dana White, like, "What are you going to do with him?" And Dana White is like, "We'll see," and it's because it's not really a, it doesn't really sell that much yeah. as of now. Um, who knows? He could just pick up a gimmick and be. You know, next Colby Covington or whatever, but I think I think that's I'm pretty sure Islam actually has a fight against Benil Daryush. 
Oh, okay. I'll have to. I, let me check That'd that out real quick. That could be a good matchup too, because it's jujitsu versus wrestling. Yeah, I think Benil Daryush. And I'm gonna put up. I'm gonna look up his fight real quick. While you're doing that, I'll let people know. You know, Islam um, just came off of a, a pretty impressive win at a UFC 267 against Dan Hooker, another ranked fighter. So he's, uh, as Habib was uh, mentioning, he is uh, on his way. And I think if they were to give him a title shot, it would be a very competitive bout, regardless of who had the title. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think that would be. I think that would be the fight to make because it doesn't look like there. He's just calling for a title shot. That's what, the only thing I see for. But I've, I could I could have sworn that uh, Benil Daryush had a fight in the works. But I think that's basically it. I think wait to see the winner of Oliveira and uh, uh, like he would get the loser from 11. that. Yeah, Chandler gets the loser from that. Give him one more chance because this one he stuck around. He did this. Uh, give uh, Justin Gaethje, Islam Makachev. Winner that gets a title shot, I think that's great booking. I think that would yeah, be great. I think so. <laughs> It'd be perfect. I think that we'll see how it brings out, but uh, definitely grateful uh, for this lightweight fight and that they put it on first in the card. And as you mentioned, the uh, the coach so far, Trevor Whitman, uh, is a uh, one in one and zero right now at right. as this point in the night. Yeah, he has three in total, but he got the first one. Yeah. Um, and then the next one, I believe, after this, because everyone they cleared it out. And what was it? This is the only fight, and I did pick a winner, but I did not know either fighter prior. Yeah, Quarantillo as Billy Quarantillo and uh, Shane Burgos. Burgos, that's Burgos right. Burgos most recently lost to Edson Barboza with that delayed knockout. Do you remember? Oh, that's who. Okay, because right. I knew I'd seen him before. Okay. Yeah, so that this was one that, again, I, I, I picked, but I just picked because of uh, – uh, I basically – I, I kind of thought of this. This was my reasoning behind the pick. I picked Billy Corntillo as well as you did until you changed it before the fight for uh, Shane Burgos because he's from the Bronx. Yeah, I saw that. And I was like, <laughs> oh, wait, let me change this real quick. Um, I, yeah. I think I should have taken into account, and this is, I think, why Burgos was uh, uh, ultimately success successful in, the, in his victory, was coming back from a meme knockout. Like, when you become, like, kind of a like a, a super duper highlight reel for someone like right. when you see that nobody has seen a knockout like that like everybody on on the commentary table all fighters have, that have been in you know mma or combat sports gyms their whole life basically <laughs> has been like i've never seen someone knocked out like that where yeah, that was a that was a weird, weird uh mechanical brain error yeah it was like um, a cross wire thing yeah yeah that was i did I didn't realize that was him. It's interesting, but I, I, I don't know if the, I don't want to finish your point, but you're saying because he had something to like make up for. Yeah, I think so. I think that's why, because I, I think it, it came out and he was like, kind of, I think he just had something to prove after a loss like that. Not that it was like, Oh, I'll show you that I, cause Edson Barboza, you know, no, you know, that's not a, there's no slouch. He's your people lose to that guy. He's a, he's a yeah. very skilled martial yeah. artist. Speaking yeah. of kicks, you know what I mean? Um, but I, I, I still feel like there was extra fire under his ass because he was like, I don't want to, I don't want that to be my like kind of legacy like that. Yeah, for the, piece, the thing, the thing, cause until then I had not uh, heard of him necessarily. I thought that was a really great fight as well. Him and Barboza and yeah. it was an excellent knockout, but, 
unfortunately, that is how I remembered him. So I think he definitely came back and was like, all right, no, 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 that's not the guy. I'm not that guy. <laughs> yeah. And I think like, it's interesting of like, you come off a loss, but then you're in the main card at Madison Square Garden. That's kind of a cool thing when you think yeah. about it of like, oh, you could have been knocked out of prelims and all that, but like you're following Gaethje and Chandler um, at Madison Square Garden. It's his hometown in a lot of ways, Bronx being not too far off. Um, it was a good fight. I- I'm glad that I switched it also because just seeing the frames of like, not to say that you have to be bigger than the other person, you know, uh, Quint- is it Quintillo? Uh, Quarantillo, yeah. Billy Quarantillo. Like, from Tampa, Florida. He's from Florida? Yeah, what? that's why I picked him. Oh, all right, nice. Yeah. Oh, hometown uh, uh, versus battle right there. I I saw the frame, and I think, like, you know, you could be good at jiu-jitsu and still, you know, be victorious. Um, I just – it was it was purely like arbitrary. Like, oh, Bronx. Yeah. Little thing like that. Like, oh. And Ta- oh, oh Tampa. Seen... Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. why. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't really – wasn't familiar with either – that much um i guess it's good for burgos in a way to, to show like oh even someone that like watches will forget certain things so yeah. like i didn't see that and now that i realize i'm like oh yeah that was him there um but he did an impressive uh, performance i did i believe i did take uh some notes on it what i had from there was that uh uh burgos uh had to follow had to had more to follow up oh, and yeah. he had tremendous takedown defense yeah um it seemed like Corntillo, there was a few takedown attempts that just went flat. Um, so Burgos did a pretty good job at like warding those off. Yeah, I think with with me, with Shane Burgos, like even something that uh, the only other thing that I knew about him aside from that knockout was I think he's a tough motherfucker. Mm. I thought that so I thought that I didn't think that there would be a finish. And I, I definitely knew i found out he i believe he's a boxer i think that's his like main skill set um so with him like and from what i've seen if i remember from i've seen billy quarantillo like a little bit from like the contender series and some other fights uh again at the apex or something like that and i again i i think like and this this sounds it sounds bad to say i I don't mean it as an insult because they're professional athletes and they're i believe both even ranked fighters but i don't know much about either one of these guys so right. both of them, like for them to put on the fight that they did was very entertaining. It was uh, impressive, but I think ultimately still until we see like until like you see something else by either one of them. I don't think there's going to be a lot of like you got to see something else. There's got to be like, yeah. like we were saying earlier, like there's there's a there's a difference. I don't know exactly aside from just the skill set, what the, the what the difference between somebody like uh in a welterweight division like colby covington and you know chemayev right mm. the the uh, like what like in terms of what makes them stand out more like uh, aside from the, they're ranked the opponents they faced for sure but like what if he like the i love the not knowing part of it and knowing that there could be some unranked fighter that just got into the ufc that might be able to actually beat kamaru usman or might be All able right. to beat somebody else. So, so somebody like Shane Burgos or somebody like Billy Quarantillo don't know them too much, but like from what I've seen of them, I'm pretty impressed. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was um, impressed with this fight. I think they they followed up. Ju- and it's also hard to follow up Justin Gaethje and Michael Chandler fight yeah, of the and- night. 
it's hard to like that's why i think they kind of suffered i think i'm going to revisit this and i might watch it again now just by itself alone without right. without coming off of that because uh, i think yeah i want i want to like take this fight in a little bit more i've only watched this one one time since it actually happened like i watched it live i would like to watch this fight again because i feel like one either one of these guys could very well be the guy that you know has a belt in a couple years could be i would say there weren't any notable big highlights i think like the takedown defense stood out to me the most yeah um at least from my notes with that it went to decision so there was no real like big like knockout or anything like that i think there was a few knockdowns um i think kind of to your point in terms of like what to see some of the differences is uh kind of like their body's charisma like what sort of thing do they do in the ring octagon rather is notable with that yeah um what really stands out and with this one i didn't really see anything that like stood out it seemed like they kind of just balanced each other and it ultimately wants a decision with three rounds um so i'd be game to i'll keep an eye out for them again if i now that i know the names a bit more um but there weren't anything that was like too notable with this one going into the main card i believe they said uh the last six prelim fights before the main card were uh were all knockouts and then they go, oh. oh, and hey, here comes Gaethje and Chandler. Here comes another knockout. And they're like, fuck. It went to the judges? Card? Like, what the fuck? And then they're like, Burgos and Quarantillo goes to the cards. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> you're yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, again, all due respect to those professional athletes, but also <laughs> fucking at, in the middle of the fight, Josh, Josh Dway and I, and I believe also Greg, were all like sitting there going, come on, Billy, you can do it. Billy, <laughs> you know, like, cause, like that's sort of his corner. It's just, I, again, like, you know, Billy Quarantillo, like, I, I don't know. I, I just, it's a very grandiose name. Yeah. it's uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. You gotta, it, I, 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 again, I, I just didn't know anything aside from the fact that I like to say Billy Quarantillo <laughs> and he was from Tampa, Florida. So, you know what I mean? I, I, I can I, see that. Being, I yeah. Bad. I mean, that's originally why I voted for him. Right. I was like, oh yeah, he'll probably get this one just off the name. He looks like fun. Um, yeah. Um, and this, so this did follow the pattern of the main card of it going into decision. The next uh, bout uh, had a little bit of disruption in that pattern. Um, I was so, very happy about this. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if you want to go into the the full names because I have a, I have a tendency to botch names we know uh, one very known veteran in this fight yeah it uh, was uh, Franklin Ed- Edgar Edgador no wait no I'm just joking uh, Frankie Edgar and uh and also Marlon Cheeto Vera um uh Cheeto Vera is like I was talking about earlier is somebody that I follow on social media I am a he is some a fighter that I I like to follow I think he's a great dad I like oh. to follow. I think <laughs> I love the fact that he trains. He just trains out of his his garage in his house. He oh. he is a fucking. He is a. I think that is the that's one of those people that we're talking about, like the Billy Quarantillos and the Shane Burgos of like the sleepers or something like that. Not right. necessarily. He's not necessarily a sleeper. He's the person that beat uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley. Yeah, that's the one because I knew him from that. I right. originally did not know him, but then I saw him. I was like, oh. Yeah, I believe that was from on the same card. Yeah, that had a uh, DC and Stipe number three. He's got mic at. skills. He's got yeah. fucking uh, 
he I've seen just in the the years that I've followed him, just from when he beat uh, uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley to now, I've personally seen him like get so much better, and I've really I genuinely enjoy watching this guy fight. If if you haven't checked out some of his older fights, I would definitely suggest checking him out because okay. he's fucking very very entertaining, and I'm very very excited to see him get i that i think is one of the most stacked uh divisions I, isn't that the same division that uh, Pe- peter yawn yeah he's the champ now yeah. or the interim no champ? so my buddy and i we were talking about this yesterday i'm just like that is a very stacked division we got like aljamain sterling uh we got uh peter yawn tj dillashaw uh dominic cruz o'malley is in it uh cory um, st hagen yeah yeah, like, it's it's a, fucking crazy. Jose Aldo in a lot of ways, yeah. Like there's a Marlon Moraes. Like, it, it's a it to me that I mean not just to me. We were just saying it. Like I've seen Cheeto Vera have so many. He he. Jose Aldo. Did you say Jose Aldo? Yeah, Jose uh, Garbrandt though. He's also in there. Cody Garbrandt. So, yeah. Like to yeah. me, I, I've seen him. That's that's almost the top fifteen. Like like we almost just named fifteen fighters just now. Yeah. And and like none of them were Cheeto Vera in there. So right. it's crazy that I've seen this guy. And then also then your Sugar Sean O'Malley, who's not ranked. And then you see other people like Cheeto Vera got the rub to once he beat Sugar Sean O'Malley. I think he's getting all the opponents that Sugar Sean O'Malley wanted to get. If he would have beaten Cheeto Vera, it, it, I just love those where like I feel like they were saying like Cheeto Vera, you know, all right, here you go. He's an experienced MMA fighter. Sugar Sean O'Malley, we're going to stop feeding you, you know, just, <laughs> you know, what, like he was just mowing through people. They, yeah, he was just he was going through impressive. And that one was a kind of an interesting bout with, um, because he, it seemed like it was almost kind of like an injury, yeah. like a leg, leg injury a bit, but it didn't count as a disqualification or anything like that. Well, it was, so, I think it was caused by Cheeto Vera. I think that's why. I think he was because he was kicking his leg. He, yeah. he damaged the nerve. He hurt himself, fell down, and then just got a ton of elbows and fists in the mouth, and then yeah. they stopped it. Notable, notable kicks with this guy, as we saw with this one too. So yeah. we, Frankie Edgar, uh, prominent wrestler, been around UFC um, for years now. Like back when I was playing UFC Undisputed, um, his last fight was uh, is it Corey Sanhagen? That was yeah, the last one that, where he got Ben Askren. Yeah, yeah, within the first round. Yeah. So he's coming off that. This one, he, I would say he dominated for the majority of the fight. So as a three rounder, the first two rounds, he, um, he had just ground game. His wrestling skills were used. Yeah. Um, and I would say like going into the third, if it went to decision, I would have given it to Frankie Edgar. Um, but that didn't happen in the third. Yeah. I think it was, he was, that was something that they were talking about along, uh, along the way. I, I don't know if necessarily as if it was if I would call it dominant because he, he did get the takedowns, but then he was trapped in a closed guard and then he had some pretty fucking solid uh, uh, up kicks. I know you like those up kicks, even That's though you, true, you, you, you picked I did Edgar. See those. those are brutal. I, I know that those, those were precise. Like he's a very accurate striker, Cheeto Vera. Yeah, and, and that's as, true. The up kicks were very strong, and a lot of times you could take the people down. But if you, it's what you do while you're on top. And Vera made the most of working off his back, so that is a good point. And I don't know. I was talking about this a little bit earlier, and and I, 
the reason I was uh, I wasn't excited about the end of this because it was Frankie Edgar that got knocked out. I'm I'm somebody that I want to see. I want to see like the fighters like leave with some of their brain, you know, intact and not having too many injuries because Frankie Edgar, like I've, I, I'm somebody who is very, I'm very conscious of knowing how many, like we've talked about this about like John Jones and some main event guys and some people that have like, oh, I'll just tough through it. I'm going to just be a tough guy from, you know, like, I'll get punched or I've never gotten knocked out. I've got an iron jaw or I can, this much endurance or whatever it is i i feel like there's a uh, training for five round fights for most of your career and also taking as much damage as frankie edgar has like i just i kind of want to see he didn't look good <laughs> to me when he was doing the interviews and stuff he looked it didn't uh, and, and did they interview him not not they after no no i'm saying up oh, leading up okay. to the fight like and even in okay. the things like where they're like you know they had they play the little package before I saw like, like he was on embedded. He was at the same gym as Gaethje and Usman. Yeah, and, and like I kind of like it's just me like where I'm like and, and after seeing the brutal knockout he got with Corey Sanhagen at recently, you know within the I feel like it's been less than six months. It feels like yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it didn't feel like it's been enough time for him to fully recover at his age and with as much damage as he's taken over his career. So, and, and that's just me putting a lot of. Again, maybe I'm just projecting shit, my fears onto him. He's a fighter. He may want to die on a shield or whatever, but that was a fucking Anderson Silva-style straight kick right yeah. in the face. That's one people were mentioning. Of it was very much to remind them of the uh, the Victor. Yeah. Uh, was it a Victor, Victor Belfort? Belfort? Yeah, yeah. He fucking straight yeah, kicked him in the head. <laughs> it didn't... It, it was... Uh, it, I wouldn't say it, didn't, it came out of nowhere, but in terms of like... Because he was doing those up kicks but a kick on that level um, and so precise definitely came out of nowhere. So that was a, I, I, I would say with Cheeto Vera, I think Frankie Edgar, I think was still ranked in the top 10. I think they, I think with this one, you just switch the rankings and he just keeps climbing the fucking mountain. I would love right. to see Cheeto Vera against like Corey Sanhagen, somebody who just fought for the tie. I want to like really test him, like really give him that extra bump because mm. I he he's somebody who works with the Spanish commentary table. He's somebody that is again, he's very funny, very charming. He mm. is uh a family guy, like a very like considerate family man. He's uh an an excellent fucking uh mixed martial artist. So I would mm. like to see just me personally the amount of work I've seen him put in, <laughs> and the amount well, with maybe I'm 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 biased because I, he's a personal follow of mine. But I yeah. would like to see Cheeto. I'd like to see Frankie Edgar retire, not because I think he's a a bad person or he's uh whatever. I just don't want to see him continue to get conditioned. Right. To, yeah. No, I I get that. I you know what? Given both of their profiles, I think. A rematch with O'Malley, I wouldn't be mad at that. Yeah, because O'Malley just came off of a win to his last fight. He has a name where people are want to watch him. I think it's a win-win situation, and you could build it as like a little bit of a grudge match as well. Um, I get that also, like wanting to like put him up there with like a ranked fighter too, because um, technically he would be. I guess if O'Malley's not ranked, he's going up against a, a non-ranked person. But I think in terms of bringing eyes onto you, that wouldn't hurt you in any way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, give him another, 
give him another chance at 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 uh, Sugar Show, and then he'll fucking he'll he'll. I think either way though, like and and with all due respect to the professional athletes we are speaking of, <laughs> but Jesus Christ, I I'm just concerned for Frankie Edgar's brain. Yeah, at this point, no, that's that's especially with because you know this is again no big spoilers, but this was the first. Um, and perhaps only knockout we saw on the main card. Yeah. Um, and a card that was a lot of decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to, to see that he was, in my opinion, winning up to there, up to that point. Um, maybe not doing as much as he could have, but he was definitely, in my opinion, winning on points to for have sure. Yeah. That, yeah. It feels very much like you, you want to feel like you got to take care of some of the fighters and protect them in some ways. And, yeah. I think the one good thing that Dana White has done is making sure to like not put guys like Chuck Liddell in fights in their late forties or once they reach a particular condition and a certain amount of losses. So, you know, we'll, we'll see with Frankie Edgar, you know, if he wants to leave on his own terms, maybe him versus Dominic Cruz wouldn't be a bad fight. Yeah. Why not? I think that, yeah. I think that could be a cool one. Even just like the main event of a prelim, and, um, and, and, if, a fight night. and if Dominic Cruz murks him, if he just totally wrecks his ass, then that's that's the stipulation. It will make it full WWE rules. <laughs> if I win, you're out of here. If <laughs> you win, I'm out of here. <laughs> That'd be great. Actually, yeah, I, I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be mad seeing one of those. Um, so good luck to him, Frank Yeager, and uh, congratulations to, to Vera because that was a that was an impressive kick very I, precise I highly suggest uh, following Cheeto Vera on Instagram I think it's wholesome yeah. content and it's only going to do your algorithm good all right yeah that's no, uh I, I I've been getting a um I've always been getting UFC content MMA content but today in particular was a special day for content on Instagram for yeah. uh UFC so yeah, I think a little more UFC followers can uh, help my algorithm. So, um, in some ways. So, speaking of uh, of close fights, of something uh, of uh, non knockouts and uh, ones that uh, got me a little bit nervous, in my opinion, I was this was a competitive fight against Rose Thug Rose Nama Yunus, mm. the champion, yes. who was also the underdog. Yeah, I know. Against Zhang uh, Wei Li. Yeah. Uh, and I feel she had short hair power. She was channeling her inner Henry Cejudo. She, <laughs> she, she's been training with Henry Cejudo, Triple C. Know, that's true. She has the same haircut as him now. Uh, Zhang, funny. I'm talking I about. I didn't realize the connection of the haircut. That's I, I thought I thought she was trying to mimic Rose at first, but then I was like, right. wait a minute, no, no, she's got the fucking, she's got the young man's haircut from the ho- <laughs> the the Henry Cejudo collection. You know, it's funny. So. On this one, we'll get into the details of the fight, but if you notice on the fight card, they put Nami Yunus and Zhang. So they use Nami Yunus's last name, but Zhang's first name. That's actually, this is a funny, th- this, I actually know the origin to this. This is how, this is oh. how rooted I am in fucking UFC. Um, oh. In China, I guess it is more their uh, custom, I guess, the, or the more common usage is, when you're instead of putting the last name, you put the first name because there oh. are so many shared last names in that sense. That makes sense. It's, oh, so you you you're more likely to have two Lees against each other than two, uh, Zhang and uh, Chang. Uh, you know, it could be S H and then Z. Oh. You know. I wish I had this fun fact last night. 
I want to drop it on my homies. Isn't that, yeah, but now you got it for the next time. Uh, you know what? I'll even All cut right. it out of the podcast. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's actually a really good tidbit to know. But yeah, um, I, speaking of nerves, man. Yeah, so this is so just um, some pretext. This one, um, they this is uh, Trevor Whitman's second yep. fight in terms of coaching. Rose Namajunas, uh, another one of his competitors. It's a rematch. Uh, the last fight for both of them was the original match um, where uh, Rosanami Yunez won in the first round via a front head kick. Uh, yeah. So front leg Just head like kick. that. <laughs> Very precise. And yeah. just the power it takes to get your front leg to do that. Yeah. Um, to weave through so, the hand, like to, to get, like to, to split the guard with your foot and have enough power and fucking torque to knock her. Like just, she just like, you know, those little dolls, that you push the bottom or the little figurines you push the bottom and it just goes like like collapses oh yeah she, she just did, crumbled yeah. down like it was it was insane yeah and you know some people and i was one of them during that fight that thought it was maybe a little bit of an early stoppage given it was a championship match could have been yeah and that zhang did you know she was on her way of getting back up looking back on it re-watching it now she was definitely a little wobbly so yeah. maybe it was just protecting her when you see um, her stand up and walk around and she's kind of like you know, like, yeah. like stumbling around like she, a zombie. She was still like definitely a little stunned. Yeah. Um, but we're going into this fight, so it's for the strawweight championship, and I was a little nervous as well. I personally, I picked Nami Yunus to win this one. Same. Uh, but I really, I, I thought it could have gone to either. I thought with Zhang making so many changes and her being such a dominant champion prior to this, um, and you know, with the argument that maybe she just got caught early. And we didn't really get to see a full comparison of her and Rose Nami Yunez in the first one. Um, this one was a little different, though. We This one, we got to see it go the distance and really see the two styles uh, collide with one another. Yeah, I think that was... This is what I was hoping that it would be. And and actually, it was... There's something about, man. I, I, I It's not that I doubt Rose Nami Yunez. There's something weird about it. Like... I feel so invested. I like her so much, and not in like in, like not like like Kirk. I'm not like. I, oh, we I, saw yeah. the wedding ring. Look, we yeah, Halle exactly. Berry remembers. You remember that Halle Berry yeah. and Rose taken? Okay, <laughs> no, I I, <laughs> I feel like she <laughs> she has like such immense talents, and I don't know why I get so nervous when I watch her fight because it it is. I am totally judging a book by its cover. I look at her and I don't see the power that she fucking wields, dude. She really? is incredible. And I am so happy that I get to see, like I'm watching, I feel like honestly, dude, this this card in the right smack dab in the middle of this fight, watching Zhang Weili and, and Rose Namajunas fucking roll around on the ground and then stand up and then just the, those leg kicks she was taking, like all of the like that fight, I've seen two of the greatest fights of my life with uh, Wei Li, in particular, like her and Joanna. Wow. Were, or, I just watched that fight uh, oh a couple days before the the match. Legendary, legendary. And then this one, I feel like is, can I be completely honest with you? I would have <laughs> called that a draw. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad if that was. I would I like think, to um... see a third fight. I know that Rose is one too, but I would love to see like dude do it next. I don't care. Do another one right away. I love watching these two fight. Yeah, you know it's so there 
from what I recall, I didn't, I, this is one where I was fully trapped and I didn't take full notes on, but from what I recall, there was times where Zhang had full guard, like she was able to get a form of takedown, but she didn't really do as much right. with it. And it's funny, I thought, so the last round, uh, where a lot of people say that it was even going into it, like it was 2-2, two, two, uh, Rose was able to secure a takedown. And it was the same thing where it was mainly, it wasn't anything too significant while she had ground control. But I think because she was, it went to decision and her being the champion, it kind of led in her way. Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think that there, are, I, I was, both performances were very impressive. And I think they balanced each other out. There weren't anything that like, it wasn't a particular thing where it was like, oh, one's really good at leg kicks and the other one yeah. isn't, or one's like really getting the body. It felt like they were just like balanced with Wei, one another. Wei Li's wrestling was awesome. That like yeah. her her wrestling her her grappling, but then once you get on the ground, then she goes to throw up a submission. Uh, you know, opens the guard, th- tries to throw up something, and then she just kind of, uh, you know, like scoots out of it because she knows it's kind of like, uh, it's, uh, I, I don't know if it's, if like either one of them necessarily thought it was going to be all one thing or another, but like as far as mixed martial arts fights, that's exact, like, that was fucking awesome. Like the Joanna, like if I'm going to rate them one, two, uh, if it was Whaley and, uh, Yun Jacek or Whaley and, uh, Nama Yunus. It's like right. it's one, two, and Thug Rose and her are number one, like but just barely, just because they fully gave you a mixed martial arts fight. Like there was grappling, there was takedowns, there was ground and pound, there was submission attempts. Then, mm. and then straight up like boxing, with like yeah. her per- her precision, Rose's precision with her striking. Like obviously we saw it with the kick in the first fight. But like, yeah. holy shit! Her head movement too. Her footwork is remarkable. Uh, her head movement is also really cool. I think the, the what the Hawana, um, Trichek fight, that one was a bit more explosive, and probably more in volume. But Zhang looked more dominant throughout it. Yeah, that would I would say like that one. It was justifiably went to Zhang in decision. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this one, if they said it was a draw, I'd be like, that makes sense. Yeah, and I would have stood up and I would have applauded either way. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah. it was it was incredible. It was that, I would love to see those guys, those two fight. And and I don't honestly, I don't know what would be next for either one of them, but I, I honestly, I will watch, I'll never ever bet against Rose Namajunas. Yeah. And that is a good point of like, what is next for both of them? Because it's not the craziest division, the Starweight one. Um, Let him fight again. <laughs> you have Felicia, Felicia Herring, I believe it's called. Hold on, I'll look. I'll look up the, this, uh, yeah, she, she's a. I mispronounced her last name. She's a boxer, and I think she won her last one. Um, I think uh, Angela Hill is in the division as well. Uh, Overkill. Um, Hell yeah! All right, so I got all of the rankings here. Here. Yeah, who are some people in the straw in the strawweight division? Women's strawweight division, because there's no men's strawweight. Mm. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, Carla Esparza. That would be a really good matchup for uh, Rose Namajunas. Mackenzie Dern. That would be uh, that would be a really good one. Both jujitsu, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then it, I mean, and and no, like again, no offense to these young ladies, but like then it kind of drops off. I don't know if like Amanda Hebas. I don't know if she could make it 
she's number ten. Angela Hill oh. is number twelve. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, I mean, it, those are all up and comers. But I again, I I think there's a gap. So I think the next fight for Rose Namajunas would be Carla Esparza, and Zhang should fight either Marina Rodriguez or Mackenzie Dern. I think would be a really yeah. good fight for her. Mackenzie Dern could be a good one. Um, you know, it's it's kind of like what you were saying before the UFC implanting people in of like who can beat the uh, beat everyone. Um, who? What's her name? She uh, Jessica Andrade. Andrade, yeah. She's in strawweight, right? She's in two divisions, but I believe one of them's in strawweight. I think and flyweight. Yeah, I think she may have just moved up for because she was she was did a flyweight fight last moved down, time she fought. Yeah, yeah, and um, she's number one in that division. I see. Under I so she may uh, didn't she just fight uh, she, Valentina? Well, yeah, she but she fought again, I believe, last week. Right, uh-huh. she she won against she lost against Valentina, but then she fought again recently and won that bout. Whichever person she fought, yeah. So so this is crazy, right? And mm-hmm. I know we're talking about strawweights right now, and we're and we got to start wrapping up in a little bit. But there is so Valentina Shevchenko is the champion of the flyweight division. Right, number one is Andrade, got smoked by her. Caitlin Chukagan, uh, Chukagan Ooh, got I smoked like by her. She got like smoked her. by her. Yeah. Lauren Murphy got some smoked by her. You know what I mean? Like there, it the gap starts immediately as soon as, as soon as you yeah. start the rankings. <laughs> she started, I wonder. I wonder in a in a in a dream world what it looks like. Rose Namajunas versus Valentina Shevchenko. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like that's what I want to start seeing. Somebody brought it up uh, uh, with one of the main event fighters. This was the co-main event. The main event fighter being Kamara Usman and, and Kobe Covington. Right. Uh, somebody asked uh, Kamaru Usman if he would ever fight Israel Adesanya in like a super fight. And he said, you know, oh, well, you know, that's my buddy. I would never do that. But, you know, $100 million. you have a hundred million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course we'll fight. I love just so, throw a hundred million dollars out. Like, well, even if they negotiate that we set the bar pretty high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, do you give the $50 million to these guys, $50 million to these guys? Or do you give a hundred million dollars to Kamaru Usman and a hundred million dollars to Izzy? I think they meant 50-50. Okay. I think so, that's what yeah, I think that's what he meant with it. Um yeah. So then yeah, give them that money. I would I'll I'll throw in my $67 or whatever it is, $69. <laughs> Do you so I think stylistically that goes to Valentina. I think that goes Valentina. I think uh she's a little more powerful. She has more weight to her because she's in the flyweight and yeah. also the women's bantamweight division technically. Um I think when she fought Nunez at least one of them was in Bantamweight. Um, I'm based off the UFC 4 game. Yeah. She's on both of <laughs> well, So yeah. that kind of hey. gives my frame of reference. Um, I think it goes to Valentina, but I think something like that could definitely push Rose uh, you, to the limits. If you do a true catchweight fight, really legitimately in between the two division weights, like if, if you really do that, I think, I don't think, I think it's a five-round fucking war and I mm. think it is, it, I I don't I I think it's a throw up. I think it's a because that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is that exact thought of like, oh well, she's bigger than her or this or whatever. Whaley was fucking bigger than Rose on that that fight yeah, too. Like he was, too. she was thick that's as fuck. Dude. I I think Valentina is just you know. There's I think I have to disregard the weight. You're right. I yeah. think I have to disregard it sometimes because like even after the two losses to Nunes, 
just looking at their styles, I always think like, no, Valentina would take that. Yeah, I, I like if, if, they, if they were to do another one, I'm like, oh no, Valentina. Yeah, but it's because of the when you see the contrast, you kind of just assume of like, oh, you kind of have a bias when the person's a lot bigger. Yeah, you kind of you kind of know. I mean, like in some of maybe when it co- goes up to like punching power and stuff like that, with like you noticed it with like Izzy and uh, Blakovich. Uh, with when he mm-hmm. w- tried to go all the way up to full light heavyweight, if that was a catch catch weight fight or something like that, if they were to meet at like one ninety five or something, I think you would see a lot more, a lot closer of a fight, and you might have even seen a finish. So I, yeah. I I think there's there's something about a catch weight fight that is like kind of the true equalizer. It's just about who's more disciplined. I think. Yeah. I think the last time we saw that was two weeks ago with um Lacosta mm-hmm. um Vittoria. And if you're watching if you're watching uh the those three those top women, uh Amanda Nunes, Valentina Shevchenko, and Rose Namajunas, all of them are extremely disciplined and extremely like skilled. They're 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 I would love to see any combination of any of them fight in any mm. kind of but in I don't want to see it in a true weight division. I don't need to see it for a title. I just want to see him in an evenly catch weighted fight in mm. like, and even bare knuckle if you want. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's make it a triple threat. Yeah. Let's let's bring some table, a bring a table we and already, some chairs. Yeah. We already have the cage. Uh, but yeah, no, that, that would, uh, that did cross my mind because they're, they're clearly uh, very dominant. And you have Zhang and uh, uh, I always mispronounce Juana Jochechek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At, on kind of like the outside, of like I think Rose Namajunas versus Jochechek. I would like to see that again. Yeah, yeah, I would totally would see that. that she and, and and that's what like uh, they brought that up too last night after she won after the win was Rose Namajunas. Like she'll uh, she'll beat somebody in like a couple seconds. She'll beat Joanna in the first fight, win the title, and then go back for an immediate rematch. Go five rounds with her and still beat her. Then she did it again, and like it's so funny that she keeps repeating that. So yeah, give her another somebody, and I think with just how focused she is, and with even now with like Trevor Whitman, and that that momentum. There's something about the momentum of that. All of those people all succeeding, uh, all in the same gym. He only has three team members on his in, in his team that he's coaching, and he's fucking just killing it, killing dude. Like, yeah. Um, I want to give a special shout out to Pat Barry and his yeah, sweat. Dude. So you see him after the fight, and this is like well into Rose's. Um, like she's talking to Rogan, he's sweating profusely. Like he so then to like the suspension of like the fight, or yeah, all that's like for the fight is gone, and he's still just sweating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's cool to see like the progression of that. Like even when they do the embedded specials, they'll say like Rose Nami Yunez and instead of like uh ex-heavyweight contender they'll say rose namayunas fiance i'm like yeah. oh that's cool i yeah, like yeah. that because yeah. that's what he is. dude he is uh, honestly at when when he like I'm, I'm gonna i'm like i'm like starting to get emotional just thinking about it but when he was like pointing at her and he's like you're the fucking you're the best like who's the fucking like when he's saying that to her after like like it gets me it gets me a little flush it gets it makes uh-huh. me a little emotional with like that level of support and and just like and just true belief in someone like he you would think that that would uh uh josh was uh joking about it last night uh last night saying like 
oh, you know, they don't have any time to themselves. They can't just sit there and like ever be by themselves. Like, well, it's not about that. Like this is it's it, yeah, they have they work at home. They work together. They live together. They but it's but they are obviously able to shift the dynamic. He's able to make it all about her being the best and yeah. her mindset and her goals because he's still part of the team and he realizes he's not when he goes out there he's not ex you know heavyweight competitor Pat Bear. he is i'm i'm in her corner i'm rose's yeah, corner I'm, it's I'm, cool to see how much he embraces that yeah and um of something that um that re- reinforced that for me is his interview he did a few years ago may have been before she even won the belt the first time uh with um ariel hawani Definitely YouTube that of like Pat Barry interview with Ariel Hawane. Yeah. And uh, you, you can make it a little emotional. Yeah. You I love that guy. Back on. Love him. I yeah, love cause... their dynamic. I love Rose. I love that. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. I apologize. No, no, you're good. It's just, I, I was just saying, like, you're like, it, it reminded me of that when you were talking about like the recap of last time when she won. Yeah. And like the words that he said for her, I won't spoil the circumstances. Yeah. But there's a special thing where like, she's in the room and she leaves the room sort of thing. And like, you just hear his take without like, you could tell like that's truly how he feels. Yeah. Yeah. He, he is, it is a, it's, it's super refreshing to see an incredibly healthy relationship and a, like just a real, like a, like good people being rewarded for their hard work. Like really that's, I'm just truly happy to see that. And, And honestly, I'm I'm a bigger fan of I've I've been a fan of Whaley since that like I said since that Jo uh, uh Joanna fight, and I'm like it gets me emotional seeing like her when when she was the first Chinese champion women's champion of ever it you know yeah. all the like I I think she's incredible I don't think this is that's not her that's not the last time she's gonna be in the title talks or anything like that yeah. so as I far as what's next it could be it could be anybody but I think Carla Esparza. And then you see, you know, her fight like Mackenzie Dern. That'd be great. Yeah. I I think when I asked Dana White about what that he expects from the next for her, if she'll get another rematch because it was so close, he disregarded it in a way that was very dickish, I felt. Of just like <laughs> she just lost. Like I think I feel like with some fighters, especially when they have variety, he'll make it vague of like, you know, I never make matches on the night of the fight or anything. But he was so quick to just disregard it. I was like, oh, he I don't know, man. Like, I would be game to see that. Yeah, he practically made the Nate Diaz fight after uh, uh, Chamayev said, like, oh, I want Nate Diaz next. And he's just like, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Like, it's like, well, yeah, why would you make he, that fight? Why? Who cares about that? Like, Yeah, he's very arbitrary with uh, his guidelines. Um, yeah, Uncle Dana. Yeah. Yeah. So, Sometimes I get mad at Dana White and not call him Uncle Dana. <laughs> there's times where I slip up when I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Uncle Dana. Uncle Dana. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Uncle Dana, I, I <laughs> definitely was, uh, I, I think, I, I, again, much like Rose and uh, Whaley, I could definitely watch this fight over and over again because I, I think 10 times out of 10, I don't think there's anything that Colby Covington can do to beat this version of Kamara Usman. Like it, mm-hmm. it, like I, I think he absolutely is the number one contender. I think he absolutely is the best in the division aside from Kamaru Usman, and I think that with all the bullshit, uh, uh, you know, antics yes. that he does and his thing, I picked him 
for to win this fight because right. I thought going right. into this fight, I thought he had done the work and he was going to surprise people. I wasn't rooting for him. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I definitely I thought that there was going to be because he was just so. And then I thought about it. I started talking about it during the fight as the fight was progressing, Kirk. Yeah, I started to to reflect on the pick that I had made. And I said, well, yeah, he was so dominant in his past fights. And then I go, wait, he beat Tyron Woodley. And then I, I, I believe you know where I'm going to go with this. The mm. last person to beat Tyron Woodley was, in fact, Jacob Paul. So, yeah, and I, I don't know about that comparison because I've heard a few people say it. And my buddy made it last night, too. Um, I feel like Tyron Woodley he was definitely on the the outs sort of thing. He's on his way. But I don't yeah. think I don't think it takes anything away from Colby. I think like Colby is still like it's very clear like as you mentioned he is a number one contender for a reason. Yeah. And the things that we saw before that um granted he wasn't as active and his last fight before it was with Usman almost 2 years ago about. So that I think maybe had its take on it. Um before we get too further into it, for those that don't know sort of thing, I guess, like, do it, should we pretext that sort of thing of, like, you know, this is the rematch. They had that great fight. Yeah. Um, where, like, people were, like, it could have gone either way. Usman ultimately won this one. And this fight, I want to say, like, you know, there are certain fights when we think of, like, GSP, Matt Hughes, uh, Silva uh, versus even Chris Weidman part two. I feel like it's one of those fights that if you're not a regular fan of UFC, this may bring you in. Yeah. This was such a hyped fight for it, one being a rematch, but also the antics behind it. Yep. Um, not just for like the people that are like maybe just casual watchers, but like the hardcore watchers as well, knowing that their styles are very similar with the wrestling background, knowing that Colby is division one and Usman was division two, knowing that like, you know, just what Covington is willing to bring in terms of trash talk. I think this one was just like in terms of excitement of not knowing how it's going to play out. Um, and then, yeah, and then we finally got there. It's it. It's uh, the match going. Uh, and you, you felt that midway through you kind of shift in thought. You ultimately did pick Covington. Yeah, I, I okay. was, I was, so at, when I was making my pick ahead of time, I was I was picking Co uh, Covington because mainly and not because I didn't believe in uh, Usman. Like I felt like maybe he would come in a little too confident. Like I thought that maybe it, it's it's not that I don't think that he would have been able to finish him. I just thinking like, yeah, I broke this dude's jaw last time. Every every rematch that he's having with people, it seems like is is going better for him so yeah. like he you know he has with uh with uh what's the his Masvidal. face jorge masvidal yeah the first one oh i didn't really prepare for masvidal so i didn't finish him but then he finishes gilbert burns and then says let, let me try uh masvidal again <laughs> and then yeah. finishes the fuck out of masvidal like yeah. like didn't just didn't just finish a guy who had never been finished but finished a guy who is a fucking uh, the the best terminology I've ever heard from Joe Rogan, an elite striker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Somebody who is just phenomenal and can talk, has fucking incredible experience, has 
more more fights than you and and all of this who who really if everybody kind of wants to win like I, i until he did that until when he beat gilbert burns is when i said I don't care. Much like Rose, I'm never going to bet against Kamaru Usman. Yeah. When he when he did what he did to to Gilbert Burns, and so I I feel like with this fight, thinking just about their opponents going into it, I hadn't really done that much research. I had just done the research of the fact that seeing Colby Covington fight, there was no drop off. There's there's no kind of it. Until you see them side by side, actually attacking each other, you know, <laughs> fighting each other, punching each other in the face, going for, they actually went for takedowns in this fight. You don't actually see the difference in in the skill level. And I make the Tyron Woodley comparison just because it's like, who who else? I think the other person he faced in that time was uh, Robbie Lawler, yes. who was incredibly yeah, right. skilled, but also like. I think they're on the tail end. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's, he, he's an excellent MMA fighter. He's, but you know, he's been tested recently against Ben Askren and, <laughs> and, uh, you know, he lost to Ben Askren, you know, uh, <laughs> you don't want to please if Robbie Lawler, I swear to God, if you're listening to this, please, <laughs> this, we're just, I'm going to cut that out. Yeah. I'll just cut that. Professional out. fighters out here. Uh, know that we're, we're, we have your best interest in mind. Yeah. This is this just one. pro fan analysis. <laughs> so when we, we see the pre the pre fight conference, and this is very much like I didn't know kind of what you're saying. I didn't know how this is going to turn out. I really I was like until I see it, I don't know what this will be. I think I didn't think Usman was going to go in confident or overconfident. I did wonder though if he was kind of because he mentions it and he did this um, during the Masvidal lead up as well, where he kept putting emphasis on, you know, I'm not a spring chicken anymore, and this is going to end soon. He kept putting emphasis on that. And I was yeah. like, all right, well, where's Covington? It almost like there's more motivation for him to win. Right. There's more motivation for him to redeem the loss, you know, um, of Usman's making laps now. So, you know, does he really have the same motivation? So I thought with that, Covington had more. Truthfully, I remember going in and not being thinking, it, I wouldn't be mad if Covington did win. Right. Because... I think I was like, you know, the antics, sure. I think he's an entertaining person generally, and it would have like shook up the division a little bit, an already stacked division. Right, it could have like shook it up a bit. Um, we go into it, and we see that um, in comparison to the first fight, this one's a little bit more calculated. There's a little more apprehension. I'd say from both, mainly Covington, because Covington was a little bit more uh, heavy on the volume last time. It seemed like he was. As much as he downplayed in the pre-fight interviews, he was aware of Usman's skills yeah. that have uh, elevated within the last few years since the last fought. A- anybody so, that sees him knock out Jorge Masvidal is going to go, "Oh yeah, his striking's gotten a lot better." <laughs> yes, exactly. So like he was uh, Covington was much more uh, hesitant, I felt, and um, I would say it wasn't until round two, I believe, that there was a knockdown. Um, Usman knocked down Covington two times yeah. consecutively, and it looked like it was going to go um, go in his way. But um, Covington was able to grab his leg, and then we did see uh, a few takedown attempts. I think one or two in the first round by Covington, and they were um, 
they it was defended uh, greatly. Like it, it wasn't able to uh, take him down. I wanted to hear your take regarding wrestling in Covington's takedown of like, I think it was round three or four where it was debatable if he took Usman down, someone who has not been taken down in the UFC yet. Do you know which one I'm referring to? Yeah, I think that was the one where it was, I think they were even talking about it on the commentary table as well. They were saying like, look, in the rules, if you get to this position, if somebody takes you off of your feet and you land, you get down to your knees, I believe that's what it was. Wasn't that what they were saying? Like I think that's what DC was saying. If you yeah. get taken down to your hands and knees, that's a takedown. Like it's <clears throat> so if that's the case, it was two takedowns. Yeah. He and in that case, Covington took him down two times. He didn't do a lot um, with it necessarily, but was able to get him off of his feet and take yeah. him down. And even with if it was legitimate takedown, the takedown defense was strong enough where you question if it was even a takedown. And that Um, I would say I would say that as well, because they said um, and I don't think that there's any kind of conspiracy there. I think if there is like if it wasn't definitive of definitive enough for whoever's running the scorecards or whatever it may be fine. But I I still feel that it's it was I think there was a lot of points being made by Kobe Covington. Like he was trying to do when he uh got eye poked at the end and then started oh, swiping yeah. at the the other eye did I, he do that yeah i don't know if that was on purpose <laughs> or if that was and i feel like somebody i saw somebody else posting about that and I, I was so it was so funny that like i saw one other post about it i don't know if that's going to turn into a whole meme that like maybe more a lot more people noticed it than i did but that was very funny if it did happen. I didn't I did not catch that. It kind of looked like he got he got swiped in this eye. It looked like it might have been a legitimate a legitimate one. It I don't did, know. When for they sure. replayed it, it looked legitimate because it wasn't the strike, it was when his hand was coming back. Yeah. When it was once hands coming back, that's when um and you could hear the referee saying, like, we have 30 seconds in the fight left. Like, yeah. just you know, yeah, just you know, don't do it, that again. And and I, I think and when I see Colby Covington, he's going like this. <laughs> and it happened to this eye and i was like holy shit that's pretty funny like i i don't know if that was a funny thing if he yeah. did that that was pretty funny and and i think like with the takedown especially i don't think he had intended on it being uh like i mean obviously if he could keep him down cool but i think he was just like hey i'm a d1 wrestler you're d2 you know kind of thing of like i can take you down if i want but i don't want to i want to fight you like i want to make you think about and that's what I think they were even saying uh, live was saying like, I just want to make you think about the takedown and what mm. he actually is, whether they give it to him or not, whether it ends up on the score sheet or not, it, it's still Usman knows he got taken down. It was, it yeah. was a takedown. I would, I will say Covington, cause he did attempt before that half successful one mm-hmm. and he was unsuccessful. So it seemed like he was legitimately like, and teasing the idea of like making it be a wrestling uh, a match in some ways there were some moves that like he attempted and he acknowledged it in his post-fight interview one of them being he had a right uppercut that he would throw almost everything into but he was so far away there was like it, there, yeah. it did not connect in any way and there was a lot of those and it wasn't until like maybe the third and fourth round for Covington that he started connecting with counter strikes and being more precise not as powerful shots yeah but those were ones where it's like he actually made Usman somewhat wobbly yeah that was like when it started to like 
re- remind us of like the first fight in that fourth round and that second round yeah. of like it being a little more competitive. Whereas this one, Usman, I would say overall had more control. He had he and I think that's a great way to put it. He had control the whole time. There was there was control the whole time and there was until those third and fourth and even kind of the fifth but like again that's another one where you know i would give it to uzman no matter what but it's you know it was it was a competitive fight it was still a fun fight i watched it again today actually i rewatched a couple of these today already um but uh there was there were certain ones that like I definitely watched the Gaethje Chandler one again, but but right, the yeah. uh, the Usman and, and Covington one, it was, it was again much like I was saying earlier as far as the uh, Whaley and uh, Rose fight compared to the Joanna fight, uh, much more of a mixed martial arts because you had the wrestling, you had the grappling aspect and the striking, and it seemed like even with the being dropped like it did, it going the distance, was kind of the kind of the final point being made like yeah you had the eye poke i took you down i'm i went five rounds with it you didn't finish me i actually did better the second time around it does mm. kind of constitute a possible third fight but that's yeah. up to uzman now like he he if he wants to give him another fight he will but considering the way it ended and like the amicable way that they uh they switch so uh, let me ask you this what do you think of now uh considerate colby kind colby Col- Col- uh, mm-hmm. uh more more <laughs> reserved like it's respectful colby considerate colby <laughs> colby like, consideration covington <laughs> considerable <laughs> colby chaotic uh, no more covington he he's a he's a guy that's here to bring peace and love i don't know exactly what he said but i love the the joke meme that you sent me yeah, <laughs> I voted for, I Bernie. for Bernie Sanders. Um, so I, they, I'll send it to you. They, there was another close up of that, and the audio was turned up. Okay, on it. So we only heard the first part, but it was pretty much like Covington. It was inaudible, but then Covington was saying like, "Oh, you know, it was you know, it's all about the bag. You know, make sure to get the bag. You know, uh, it's nothing but love." And that's when Usman extended his hand, and that's when they like they were able to embrace um and at one point he said something about respect so he dropped the character yeah for a bit but then they started talking more and i can hear anything i didn't know if it was like yo but if there's another third round sort of thing because then the referee kind of broke them up um he just so i don't he just like gets in and gets in his ear and he goes like all lives matter though <laughs> and like hugs him and walks away <laughs> it was funny but, though did, did you see the rep like it was so funny that joe rogan immediately caught he was like he like caught how uncomfortable it made uh what's his uh Dan Mergliata Dan. or whatever his name is. Yeah. He was like, All right guys, go kiss in your corners or whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> you see that? At first he was like he the referee was first like, um, yeah, that's what I like to hear. Yeah. But then they got closer and like whispered to each other and I guess he couldn't hear it. So he was like, All right, you guys. So I don't know, maybe he thought it was getting like um combative again. Yeah. Um, but in the post interview it was pretty standard, you know, Usman, he thanked everyone. Uh, he did his interview afterwards and pretty much kept the same thing of like he's pushing for that Canelo fight um, of boxing. Uh, Covington, he picked the character right back up. Like in his oh, post really? interview, well, in his post fight interview, not so much. Yeah. That one, he was like, you know, he actually said, like, oh, he is a better man. 
you know, I hope we put on a good show. Shout yeah, out to I, troops. Thanks, thanks for all the fans. He was like very respectful. I think, I think yeah. the, I think the arena kind of, it kind of had an effect on everybody that night. Well, had, they like, were chanting for him. They were the, I would say, majority of the room was rooting for Covington, especially in the later rounds. Like the even in a bar in Buffalo Wild Wings, I was able to hear the "Go Covington" chants. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't have seen that. I, I, I really, I don't know why, but I just. I have turned around so much on Col- uh, on uh, Usman to where like, not not I never disliked him necessarily, but I just never I never really rooted for him that much. But the more I learned about him, the more I've kind of rooted for him, and yeah. the better he's, he's got. You know, yeah, he's like, a good guy too. Like his interviews, like, he just yeah. he's not like he's not saying anything crazy. No, but he just seems like a grounded person. Yeah, good guy. And, yeah, good guy. Yeah. You know. Covington did pick up the 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 role again during his post fight interview at the press conference. So that's when he goes and he's like, "Yeah, you know, I don't really have respect for uh, Usman, you know, uh, the CEO of EPO." <laughs> he just dropped the lines. <laughs> he did it again. And, yeah, he but in a like kind of like more like a dejected tone. He did at one point. Um, I forgot what what prompted him. They asked him a few different times, but towards the end, he's like, "Yeah, you know, there's there's a little bit of respect." <laughs> like, so he dropped it again a little bit. Um, but you could tell like he was mo- he was uh, angling towards a fight with Masvidal, which um, I could see why Street that would be Judas. a thing. It was like, yeah, of like who's the king of Miami sort of thing. Um, I think Covington has a very good chance in that fight. Uh, I don't for Usman. I would imagine if Leon Edwards wins that it's going to be Leon Edwards um, or that dude. I always forget his name. Lupe. Oh, Vincente Lupe. Yeah. Yeah, who got some criticism for missing weight as the standby, um, so that may affect his chances. But <laughs> that's pretty funny that you're like, "Hey, we need to rely on you in case there's a there's something wrong." And he's like, "Okay, oh, whoops." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I th- and I think it was like after everyone weighed in, so maybe he just didn't feel like he needed to do it anymore. But yeah, yeah, I, I get Usman. I get why he wants to explore the idea of like going outside the MMA now. Of yeah. like being in the realm of like, okay, well, I've done a lot. He's one fight away from matching Anderson Silva's winning streak, I believe, which is sixteen. So no, he, no, he's oh title defenses maybe or not? not well, I don't know because he's actually at not, he has a nineteen fight win streak right now. Oh really? Isn't that crazy? I mean, yeah, I know they're saying there's some statistic where like he's at fifteen now, but if he does one more, he matches sixteen with Silva. But I, I don't recall exactly what it was um but wait, is it is one streak 19 i know he's 119 i think but i'm yeah. pretty sure because they, they from what I, I i wrote it down because it's uh, it, like w- watching the even the fight today they were saying that this was a 19 fight i think maybe going into it or maybe this can made it 19 but he oh. lost one fight i think he's 20 and 0 now or 20 wow. and 1 he I, had one Lost the next fight and then went nine. Now he's won nineteen in a row. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Um, I don't know what we're gonna see from him. You know, they talk about the going up to a middleweight. Uh, honestly, I think of the two, him and Israel Adesanya, I think Usman's more powerful and but not has going up. More. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think if he goes up like that and Izzy's, you know, coming down in weight. I, like that's why I was saying I the catch weight thing earlier. That's true. I, I think just skill set wise, I see that going to Usman. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm biased because I just I've been watching a lot of Usman lately, but I see that generally going in Usman's favor. 
But, you know, uh, Izzy has the kicks, which, you know, Usman, he has. He's used before, especially in the Covington one fight with those like those like spike, spikeful kicks like, yeah. to the gut. But Izzy does have a little bit more leg work. So I don't know. That, that could be a, in terms of like trajectory of what can be an actual competitive bout for Usman. Leon Edwards is cool. I don't see that being that competitive, though. No. I wouldn't mind seeing Covington in Usman part three, though maybe after a few more fights. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really think at this point, if in terms of like competitive, it would have to be either fighting Canelo, which I'm not really that excited about, or moving up a weight class to middleweight. Yeah. I think I think that's really the only the only option at this point is is those two because if he's just gonna keep looping these people and then just like keep going around and around, I don't think that there's a lot of people that can actually beat Kamaru Usman in his like I think this is his I don't know if this is his final form, <laughs> if he's like his last Pokemon evolution. <laughs> but like Jesus, like I, I have no idea. And like I th- I think everything you're saying, it's kinda it's all a toss up. There's a couple of really good matchups there. Um, I think the one that makes the most sense, no matter who wins out of Leon Edwards and Jorge Masvidal, the next fight should absolutely be Colby and and Jorge. Uh, Mm. I think Leon Edwards, like just give him a fucking title shot before if, if Kamara Usman is going to leave the division, but like you said, he's already beaten Leon Edwards. Is right. there is there, a four years champion though, so we'll give him that. And like, Leon Edwards is on a winning streak, I think like a nine or ten fight winning streak. Yeah. So, I, so. you know, I, I, I my biggest thing is that I, the longer the win streaks get, the more I feel they're likely to be broken. That's true. So so the out of the two, if I were if I were to pick a uh a fight, if I wanted to win money, <laughs> I would say I'm going to bet on Leon Edwards to knock him out in like the second. Some kind really? of weird ass thing. Yeah, I would say. Some... Ian Edwards knockout Usman. Yeah, and be, just because, um, to, just to make it more interesting for myself, because I just, it's like it's like watching Valentina fight. It's like watching Amanda Nunes fight. It's just like they're just showing you how they are beating that person. They're taking mm. their time. They almost toy with their food in a way. Like it's it's nuts to watch them, and I I think Usman's getting to that level with some of these fighters. Really, I just, I can't see Leon Edwards beating Usman, let alone knocking him out. I think I think it would be it just with his, like you said, with the kicks, with his with his 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 particular uh, brand of MMA. I think it just it it just matches up well. Like again, same thing with like uh with like uh Wonder Boy, Stephen mm. Wonder Boy Thompson. I think excellent takedown defense and incredible impeccable crisp fucking striking so if 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 you're telling if you're asking me who i think actually could possibly beat kamaro usman and not because of oh they're incredible athletes or this whatever but like skill set wise there are a couple matchups that i think he would be a little bit not nervous about but might even underestimate and i think leon Hmm. edwards would be one of them and i think uh wonder boy would be another one really oh maybe i i Wonder Boy is amazing. I, I basing a lot of it off his fight with Gilbert Burns last time, and just like how ground control he had difficulty with that. Yeah. And Gilbert Burns ground control versus Usman's ground control. I guess I'm comparing that, but that's a kind of impossible thing to do when it comes to MMA. 
Yeah. Um, so I'm using that logic as well. Um, before we wrap things up, I'm curious if we were making dream matches, if Habib came back and they did a catch weight, Usman and Habib. Oh yeah. What do you think that goes towards? Man. Catch weight. I wonder if that's, I, I almost wonder about if that's what Khabib is like thinking about because Obviously, he told his mom, oh, I'm never going to fight again or whatever. But he like there's all those pictures of him all chubby cheeked and everything like that now. But he's still obviously he's in the gym. He's still out there training and stuff. I don't think you lose. I I honestly don't know about it, but that would be something that I would be interested in. And I would say. With Khabib naturally walking around heavier already and still training with people like islam and a couple of his other fighters that he has like for like bellator and stuff right i'd have to give it to khabib i can't i i know i just said i would never bet (laughs) against kamaru uzman but like that's also with a currently retired khabib right even with him coming up in weight i don't know if he's really coming up in weight he might just be getting more used to this maybe he's john joning us john (laughs) jonesing us without actually letting us know like and he's planning on doing something like that yeah, and the amount that they'd be paid, I imagine. I would still I'd still give that one to Usman. You really? I think between like the I think Usman's striking has proven to be a bit more effective. And I think Abib has more impeccable wrestling, even more so than Covington. So if it's a wrestling match, that's and that's Habib. That's now, his whole thing. Now you're telling me so, Khabib and Covington. That would be a fight that I would love to see. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's weird when you think about it. Like, when I, when you think of just snapshot judgments of these like matchups, my snapshot judgment of Usman and uh, Habib was like Usman would take it. Then I think about it more. I'm like, well, Khabib maybe I'll take it. When I think of the snapshot of Covington or Sabib, I'm like Habib would take that. Then I think of it more. I'm like, well, Covington's bigger. So there's a lot to factor in with right. these. Um, I'd be more excited for Habib versus Usman. Yeah. But you know, if Habib ever did come back and decided to uh, either jump weight or do one of these catch weight uh, almost exhibition fights, I think those two would be very entertaining. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think either one of those matchups, but out of those two, obviously Usman makes more sense as far yeah. as legacy wise and stuff like that. So I, I think, but I I I can't I can't go against Khabib either just because he's literally undefeated. Yeah, I, I would have to just that slight edge. But you're right. If, if it's a catchweight fight, it's Khabib. If he if he's planning on coming to middleweight, I'd probably still give it to Usman. Okay. In that case, huh. so. But yeah, that's dude. I want to thank you very much for uh, taking the time out to do. It. I know this was this went a little bit longer than we had expected. Well, um, I know it was we got a big started. Card. Yeah, it was it was dude. We had a lot to discuss. Yeah. Um, but uh, this is it's been a lot of fun to talk to you about this in person, even uh, over, mm-hmm. you know, Zoom. Uh, <laughs> but um, I appreciate you uh, taking the time out of your day to talk MMA with me today, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. Always fun being on here. And it's uh, it's nice being able to like, chat about these things and exchange things and thoughts that we see, uh, not just in pay-per-view, but the content afterward. Uh, so it's in comedy that we don't always have a lot of MMA fans. When I went into the the comedy show as Jorge Masvidal, I think two people knew who I was. Yeah. In terms of the costume, so it's always cool um, talking to someone else that also likes MMA. So yeah, thanks I, for having me, man. Dude, I, I appreciate your insight and I appreciate your your takes. It doesn't to me, it doesn't matter how you say the names as long as you know the <laughs> people behind them. 
So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I appreciate <laughs> you. You you know what I mean? Like if somebody came up and you're like, oh yeah, you're like the you're like that Jesus guy, the guy, the Jesus streets guy, and you're gonna be like, yeah, close enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I appreciate it, dude. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, if you have any thoughts or feelings about the show or you want to um, just share uh, some uh, a fun story that you loved about this card, uh, email the show at babymermaidproductions at gmail.com. And make sure to check out uh, more episodes of the Gross Domestic Head podcast on this feed and or at YouTube at Baby Mermaid Productions. So thanks so much for listening, and uh, I'll see you next time. Peace. Gross.